we got a really good group of human beings in this locker room. Guys that are selfless, that just want to go out and win games, um, do whatever they can to go out and participate and help us win a ball game every day. And you know, this is a whole, this is a complete team win. It really is. I mean, there, there's not one, there's not one facet of our game that didn't help us contribute to where we are right now. It was whether it was base running or positioning, defense, coaching. Pitching, hitting, defense, everything had a role in what we are today. When you have a group that is committed to each other, committed to a team goal, plays the game the right way, and wants to compete the right way, and then also above that is very talented, it's an easy group to believe in. There's going to be ups and downs throughout the year. Every team has them, and uh, we just tried to stay positive and keep going, and uh, luckily we were able to play well in the second half and, you know, win just one one more game than, than the Brewers, I guess. Uh, there was no way we were going to lose today. You know, we, we got another chance, and so we took advantage of it, took it home. The champagne's a little sweet, the burn's a little bit, but I love this team. I, I think we battled all year. It took us 162 to get here, but it was all worth it. I'm just super happy right now. Welcome into the Cardinals Plus podcast, the 2019 NL Central Champion Cardinals to be exact. I'm Corey Miller, here with Annie Moeller and Mike Bush again. It took 162 games, but they finally did it on the last day of the year. I, I mean, this is just this team. It took every game to get there, but they finally did it, even though along the way... I think most of us in this room had certain points where we were just convinced it wasn't going to happen, especially Mike Especially me. <laughs> when they were 26 and 28 or something like that, I thought, well, they, unless they make a deal at the deadline, they're not going to get there, and they did not make a deal at the deadline. Uh, 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 somehow, though, they got uh, uh, Christy Mathewson uh, <laughs> to, to join the team in, in uh, Flaherty, and, uh, and a lot of other people rose to the occasion, and uh, I, I could not be more excited for the fact that they finally made it back to the postseason. So just how big a deal is it that they won the Central? Because this was a division they've owned for a decade-plus before just a few years ago, but they're back on top over Chicago and Pittsburgh and the others. Just how big a deal is that? I think it's a big deal. First of all, you don't want to play in that wild-card game. I mean... Uh, you know, I'm not sure who's going to win, Nationals or Brewers, but I wouldn't want to be the Brewers facing Scherzer oh, for God, sure. No. <laughs> um, and you know, and then maybe Strasburg out of the bullpen if a- they have exactly. To. So they're, I mean, I'm sure the Nationals are going to pull out all the stops to try to get the one win. Um, and you know, it's it's much better to sit back and and kind of wait to see what happens. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. That that wild card is just. Uh, you know, okay. Let's let's think of the Pittsburgh Pirates for a minute. How many years they made? Yeah. They made that wild card game and then went home. You know, with their hat in their hands. Right. Uh, so it's it's huge as far as that is concerned. You know, from an optic standpoint, I don't know. You know, the Central was obviously the most competitive division, if you yeah. want to call it that. He says that's in a nice, quotes. I say that's a nice. Air, that's a nice way of saying they had the least amount of wins. Air, yeah, yeah, air quotes. But yeah, but they're coming in as the as the lowest divisional seed. So. You know, it is, I think it is what it is. Just in, ter- in terms of big picture, I mean, this was the Cubs division for the last four seasons. Uh, are the Cardinals back on top? Do we view them as maybe reclaiming it, or is this just maybe a one-year, well, we're play it, it by year I kind mean, of thing? I mean, I don't think we can say that. and We don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. Uh, we, we assume, I, I'm assuming that Azuna is gone. Yeah. 
Um, and so I don't know what that means. I don't know what deals they're going to make. Uh, there's going to be a new manager in Chicago. I don't know what deals they're going to make. It's very hard to, to assume anything at this point. But, I, you know, let's not get too far ahead of yeah. ourselves. We've got the Atlanta Braves to worry about. Yeah, let's deal in, in, the, in the right now, right now. So how much credit does Mike Schilt really get for taking this team that in the middle of 2018, they were just the definition of mediocre and uh, just playing with it didn't seem like any heart under Mike Matheny at the end. Mike Schilt comes in. They almost make the playoffs last year. He has a full season this year, and he finally gets them there. Just how much, how much credit should Schilt get? For taking this team to the playoffs, I think he should get a lot of credit for based on the on the roster that he has, because he's been very encouraging. I, I think the living embodiment of that is Colton Wong. Anytime you talk to him in the, in the you know in the locker room, if he's got the opportunity, he's going to talk about how well in the past, yeah. no one really believed in me, but Schilt really does. You know, I got a call yesterday from. Uh, from a woman in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she got emotional to me talking about how the impact that Schilt had on the high school team that he coached in North Carolina, and how the you know the guys are going to be rooting like crazy, uh, you know, and how he still texts back and forth with them. So, you know, as a manager, you want to be able to build a culture with your with your you know with your players, and I think Schilt has done that. And I think if you just watched the celebration on the field after they they finally won the division, you could see the emotions every time they went up to Schilt. Every player who went up to Schilt gave him a big hug. Not that they wouldn't do, have done that yeah. to Matheny, but but there seems something uh, definitely genuine in that. And clearly, I think this team. Uh, wants to win for this guy. Uh, they like the guy. They respect the guy. He respects them back. And I think, yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Again, this was a team that was, you know, flirting with 500, and, and they end up winning the division. That's that's pretty impressive. Andy, that was a cool story about the lady that called you up uh, with Schild. But one of the other things he did, he got back to the basics. The Cardinals were one of the worst defensive and right. base running teams in baseball over the last four years. They're like the best team this year, defensively and base running. They're gonna, I think they led the National League in steals, and that's not all base running. But, uh, I mean, he got back to the little things. He grew up on in the minor leagues in the Cardinal way, learning from George Kissel. He got back to basics, and uh, it, it paid off with, with the guys he have. And they do want to win for him, you could tell. Yeah. They love the guy. Okay, let's get to the next matchup against the Braves in the NLDS. The biggest advantage, Frank Cusimano said this on the field afterwards, uh, after the celebration on Sunday, the biggest advantage in this whole series is Jack Flaherty. The guy has a .82 ERA in his last six starts. He's the best pitcher in baseball. If he's going out there at least two times in this five-game series, you think that's two wins. Then they only have to get one more. Uh, you're right, except they got a hit for him. They, have, it now, was, now they, they hit it on Sunday, but that has been a problem all year where yeah. he pitches brilliantly and I think that psychological effect that we've talked before about on this podcast, um, that psychological effect where you know he's going to throw a shutout or he's gonna, just going to let up one or two runs, that seems to affect the offense. So, so you know, he can he can only let in one or two runs, but they better score some. Worst run support on the team, right? By by a decent amount. Getting getting forward to the to when baseball uh, announces their award winners. Obviously, Jack Flaherty is going to be in the talk for Cy Young, but I don't think that the talk is really going to be taken seriously 
because even though wins are looked at nowadays as not a not a key statistic anymore, he's got 11 wins with all those. Right. So, so yeah. how many wins got left on the <laughs> table because the team either didn't score for him yeah. or he just couldn't pitch anymore until they did score? But this is the kind of guy I'm so excited to see him in the postseason because he's the guy that just thrives on giving more pressure, giving more spotlight. Agreed. And, I mean, I think he's totally going to own that moment. And he's going to be really fun to watch. So I'm excited to see Flaherty. I think he could turn the tide of this whole series. Uh, the Cardinals came into the NLDS. They were fighting until the very last day. The Braves coasted in. They won the NL East. They were able to rest some guys who were banged up. Do we think that can benefit the Cardinals? I certainly think it can because we've seen it happen in the past. Uh, with teams I, that I, fight think, the I think that's true in every sport. And I think we saw it with the Blues where the Blues were the worst team in hockey, and they had to win, 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 and that just continued in the playoffs. The Cardinals have basically been playing September baseball for months. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems to me that that is an advantage as opposed to a team that's coasting into the playoffs. And that's the one thing that it is really hard for an individual or for a team to do is to be able to flip that switch and turn it back on again when you've kind of been in that coast mode. The Braves are going to have to hit the ground running or the Cardinals will walk away with this. And they definitely have some injuries that uh, I think are, is could very well help determine this series. I agree. It's some big-name injuries. Acuna sat out the last week or so of the season. Um, Inciarte is out for the whole NLDS Braves fans might be okay with that, though, because they've got some better options. Freeman's dealing with some elbow stuff. But, I mean, still, that lineup, the Braves lineup, 1-9, to nine, is one of the deepest lineups in all of baseball. And almost all of them are under 30 years old. It's insane. Freeman, Albies, Acuna, Riley, Swanson, all under 30. It's hard to believe Freddie Freeman's still under 30. But Ozzie Albies at second base has the power numbers of, like, a third baseman or a corner outfielder at second base. It's almost not fair. Josh Donaldson, who I was convinced the Cardinals were going to sign at the beginning of the year instead of getting Paul Goldschmidt. That would have worked out pretty it well. It would have worked out pretty well. Uh, this year on a one-year deal, 37 home runs, 94 RBIs. Or, no... or Donaldson and Goldschmidt. Oh, that would have been really nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, there's just no time off in this order. Um, and Donaldson, by the way, is on a one-year deal. He is. So he's going to get paid next somewhere. year somewhere, wherever he goes. Uh but there's just no breaks in this lineup, which I'm I'm feeling confident in the Cardinals rotation, but this is a bigger test than they've they faced all year. For sure. And they've got a good young picture pitcher in Soroka. They do. They they they've got a veteran in Dallas Keuchel. Um, you know, this look, I think most of the pundits who follow Major League Baseball think the Braves are the better team in this series, and they think the Braves prove that over 162 games. And they're favored to win this. So the Cardinals, I think that momentum can help them. But they're going to have to hit the ball yeah. against these pitchers uh, if they're going to have any success. Because while Flaherty, you can expect him to throw brilliantly, everybody else, you know, that could be three, four, five runs. You don't know. The the Miles Michaelis start, game one is so Huge. big. So Huge. big. If you go in 1-0 with Flaherty, Flaherty in game two, you feel so much better, but right. if Michaelis struggles, that sets the tone for the whole thing. I think whoever wins game one is going to win the series, honestly. I think that's a fair observation, and Michaelis, like Adam Wainwright, has not been really good on the road this year, but he offers uh, he, you know, he offers the experience, and 
you know, it'd be great if he can just, you know, summon up a little, a little bit extra and give the Cardinals some momentum. And, and nobody, nobody's two. expecting him to throw a two-hit shutout no, because no. that's not how he goes about his business. Um, but if you know, if he ke- can keep the Braves within, you know, two, three runs uh, over six innings, uh, and then the bullpen can do the rest of the work, it's just a matter of can they hit. That's, that's, that's the big question. That's been the big Can question. Can they hit with runners in scoring position? I've I've been so frustrated. They can't move guys over to third. They can't hit a sack fly. They can't hit a ground ball. They just strike out. It's so frustrating because there's just so many moments in each of these games the last couple weeks you go and look back on. Oh, if they could just get a they could have got two runs right here, we wouldn't have had to worry about any of this. And so here's here's the big question. What will the lineup look like for the Cardinals? I think it's going to look exactly the same as it did on Sunday. So so you're saying, I, I mean, is it possible that Tommy Edmonds going to play a little right field in this series? Ooh. Well, because it all depends on Colton Wong and his health. If he's ready to go, which I think he's going to be ready to go, he's going to play, and then you'll have to decide, okay, is it worth working Tommy Edmonds in right field so I can get Carpenter in the lineup and sit Fowler, who's been really, really cold in September? It's interesting, but I think Edmonds going to start a third and Fowler's going to start in right field. That's what I think. And then Carpenter off the bench in a pitch-hitting situation. He, here's and a, and Harrison, Harrison Bader's in the line. Bader will be playing center field. Here's My, a, Schultz made that pretty evident over the last couple weeks. Here's an observation for you. Uh, Andy Van Slyke has been, our, been Frank's guest on Cards Plus on the TV side. Uh, for tonight, tomorrow, and and uh, Wednesday night. Of course, we're taping this on Tuesday. Andy's observation about Tommy Edmond was startling to me. He said that the Cardinals follow Edmond much like Van Slyke and his teammates followed Vince Coleman in 1985. He's he sets the table for he this does. team. Uh, you know, and I wasn't immediately sold on him. I'm I'm willing to state that now publicly. But he's, he's a little more than Bo Hart, you think? He's 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 surpassed Bo Hart. Uh, <laughs> well, and, in my and, mind. and their record—I don't remember exactly what it is—but their record with Tommy Edmond in the lineup, sixty and forty. Uh, well, since he since he joined the team, sixty, 60 and, 40. and forty, and it's even better when he's in the lineup. Yeah. Well, these last two weeks, he, him, and oh, Yachty, to an extent, I guess, have been the only two guys that you can maybe count on for a big hit at a big time and, consistently. And who would have thought? That this is what we'd be talking about as they head into uh, a playoff series with the Atlanta Braves. Tommy, Tommy Edmond. Of all the players on the team, I made this a, is the guy we're talking about? I made a graphic. Freddie Freeman's on one side, and I was thinking, who can I put for the Cardinals for this? I put Tommy Edmond because <laughs> he's been their best player lately. You know, it's crazy. In spring training, when we started getting uh, you know highlights or whatever of the, the various spring training games, Tommy Edmonds' name keep kept poking up. Oh, here, here's an RBI hit by Tommy Edmond. Oh, here's oh, Tommy Edmond playing the outfield. Uh, wow, you know, yeah. and he's he's just really taken taken the you know the the call up to the majors and, and run he's got, with it. He's just so cool. It's he's almost like Jordan Bennington in a sense. He doesn't have to be because he's not a gold. There's not that much pressure on him, but he's just laser focused and he's. Fundamental. This is what Andy Vance likes to <laughs> fundamentally sound. Yes. He does everything well. Last thing here before we get to some predictions. Andrew Miller is going to be huge in this series as well. He's struggled late. He's had a really weird season. He was awful. Then he was fantastic. Then he was so-so, and now he's awful again. Yeah. If they're having him coming in to face like a Freddie Freeman late in a game, that could turn the entire series. And, I mean, this is why you paid this guy. He's done it before. 
he's going to have to show up. And if he doesn't, I, I think this series could go to the and Braves. And what are the other options? Well, I think the Cardinals are going to keep Genesis Cabrera, who's a rookie who throws really hard and has been impressive. But I don't know if you want to – you don't want to have to trust him out there. Uh, Tyler Webb, I think, also is going to make the team. I mean, if you're but... Mike, <clears throat> if you're Mike Schilt and Freddie Freeman is up with the tying runs on base, you're going to go to your veteran. You're yeah. going to go to the guy who has a track record of of really getting lefties out. Yeah, and they're going to go to Andrew Miller. And you're right, if he's if he's not on his game, that's going to be a big problem for them. Here, here, here's a question for you: Is Schilt going to going to do what is now sort of the the trend now for managers in the postseason. Is he going to operate his bullpen differently now? Is he going to bring an Andrew Miller in to face Freddie Freeman with two runners on in the fourth inning in a one-run game just for just for that one batter? Well, Mike Matheny made quite a few interesting bullpen decisions in the postseason during his time here. This is Schilt's first crack at it. We'll see if he gets quite the heat that Matheny did, because I'm interested to see Mike Shilton in this postseason. But remember, this is no longer a marathon. Over 162 games, the season is a marathon. This is now a sprint, and and I think all managers have to play it that way. And the strategy, of course, you've got to factor in your off days. When can I use a guy? How yeah. long can I use a guy? And factor in those days off to, to make sure that they're somewhat fresh. So before we wrap up here, I don't know when the next time we'll be sitting down. I'll probably do some of these podcasts from the road. Um, what are our series predictions? How many games? Who takes it home? Andy, you go first. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Cardinals in five. I just think that the, the Flaherty factor is out there. I think the Cardinals, this is playoff baseball. This is defense, base running, and pitching. And I think the Cardinals have a little bit more of that. So I'm going to go Cardinals in five. I am right there. That's what I. That's what I uh, told uh, a friend of mine who who is predicting the Braves. I said, "No, the Cardinals in five. We are in agreement. I think those two Flaherty starts. He, I, he's unbeatable right now. Let's keep riding. I don't know if he's quite 2014 Madison Bumgarner yet, <laughs> or 2015 Jake Arrieta, or Jake yeah. Arrieta. But I think we could end up seeing that. Although there's a lot of comparisons to Arrieta. Yep, yes, especially with his second half performance. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Cardinals Plus Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll have some more episodes coming for you for the rest of the postseason.